everyone and welcome back. This is Dominic Copeland, host of The Promised Land. Thank you for joining me once again. As I always like to say, what better way to spend your day than in the spirit of growth and empowerment? Now again, The Promised Land is about how to make a difference within yourself, others, and the world around you. It's about how to use your God-given gifts to realize the life you're meant to live, your promised land. The fulfillment of The Promised Land is a journey, and the journey starts within you through who you are and what you stand for. And there are seven principles that you must achieve in order to realize the promised land that God has instilled within you so that you can provide a better tomorrow that starts today, a tomorrow that's gonna allow you to fulfill God's dream for humanity. And here are the seven principles of the promised land, if we can just have that up here, please. Number one is moral integrity. Number two is character. Number three is faith. Number four is self-education, which leads to self-empowerment. Number five is change, challenge, and growth all together. Six is purpose and meaning. And number seven, vision. Now, you can take that down. Thank you. Now, if you're just joining us, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you, and feel free to stay a while. And if you're returning, well, hello, and let's get the party started. So every now and again, I like to try my hand at a joke uh, to get us up and running. And I have one today that you might actually like. <laughs> so here we go. Okay, everyone, said the instructor at the birth class, trying to get everyone's attention. We're going to do an exercise. And the purpose of the exercise is to help the men sympathize with their partners. We have here what's called a pregnancy suit. It brings out this big suit. Uh, He's holding up this artificial stomach with a strap, and it's meant to imitate the feeling of being pregnant. Which husband's volunteer would like to be first to, to try this on and see how it feels? Uh, so one of the husbands said, I'll take it. I'll try it on and see what happens. Now he puts on the suit and says, well, this isn't too bad. He starts walking around. I think I could uh, get used to this. So, okay, said the instructor, smiling. Now I'd like you to bend down and pick up my pen from the floor. He puts a pen on the floor and says, I'd like you to bend down and pick it up. And the guy says, you want me to pick it up? He said hesitantly. Uh, yes, said the instructor, just as you would if you were pregnant. He said, okay. He looked over, he said, honey, turning to a spouse, you mind picking that pen up for me? And there we go. Uh, so everyone repeat after me. Today is my day. I believe in myself. I will rise to meet the challenges of my life understanding that they are for, there for me to grow and achieve what I truly desire. Again, today is my day. Today is your day. Take it from fate, embrace your destiny, it is your time. So now I've been talking about the promised land for a few shows now. Today actually happens to be my 10th show, so happy 10th show anniversary. Uh, we've gone over what the principles are and many of the principles in more detail. And yes, we still have more principles to go over uh, but we're going to get to that. 
Uh, but today there was something else that's been eating away at me, kind of. And I feel called to address it. And I believe that it will also help us to understand the real life applications for the promised land. So I believe it's very important. Now, show of hands, how many of you remember the fall of 2012? Do you remember what that was like here in Beverly? Well, just in case you don't, let me give you a little reminder. Let's walk down memory lane together here. Now take my hand, hold on tight. It was the best of times, and it was the best of times. The Beverly Panther football team was in the midst of an historic run that would end with an undefeated season and as an amazing state championship. The city's own Angie Miller was a highly touted contestant on American Idol. There was just something special happening that year all over the city. I even had an article published in the Salem News. Maybe you read it. And if not, I'll read it over for you. The article went like this. I must confess that this year would be my first time ever voting for contestants on the American Idol television show. In fact, I will be voting for one contestant in particular. Her name, Angie Miller, a North Shore native and resident of Beverly. And thinking about Angie Miller, I cannot help but to think about the year that the town of Beverly has had overall. A year that includes a historic season and Super Bowl win for the football team, the second in the last three years. It is a year that includes other strong performing academic and sports programs, along with an American Idol contestant. I can't help but think like Buffalo Springfield, that there's something happening here. When I look around to this small town called Beverly, Massachusetts, I have to ask myself, could this be America's town? You can look on the bottom of any license plate and see Massachusetts touted as the spirit of America. I think we can all agree that over the past few years or longer as a nation, we've had to question that spirit. With the seeming disappearance of the American dream, we have a small town right here saying loudly and quite clear that we still believe. Our actions show not only do we believe, but we're willing to put in the hard work, dedication and perseverance necessary to reach for our dreams. So much so that a young lady can reach for the stars and take her shot on American Idol. Now, don't get me wrong. By no stretch of the imagination is Beverly perfect. We do not always win and we have a lot of internal issues to deal with. But despite these issues, I can honestly say that we work as a community to support each other, do our best, and when lose or draw, do so with dignity and respect. Yes, there are other great towns. In fact, I think we're surrounded by great and historic towns here on the North Shore. But I live in Beverly, Massachusetts. I see and have experienced firsthand the character and heart of this community. Far from perfect, we do our best to stand together and support each other. This town is not afraid to roll up its sleeves. Beverly has a fighting spirit tempered with integrity and character as evidenced in many of its athletic teams. I think if nothing else, our nation can use more of the good things that Beverly has to offer. I believe that the spirit of America is alive and well here in Massachusetts and perhaps the small towns like Beverly represent the heartbeat of that spirit. 
I ended the article by saying, keep believing, and at the time, remember to vote for Angie Miller. Now, it was a special time for us to remember, and it was fun to enjoy at the time. And as often, things change. This year we'll see the end of an epic run, both on the field and in the halls of Beverly High, as Dan Bauer, the coach of the BHS varsity football team and vice principal of the high school, moves on to become principal of Marblehead High School. We also have Mr. James Coffey, Beverly High's athletic director, who has been with the city throughout this latest historic run, also leaving this year. To both of these individuals, we say thank you. Thank you for all of your hard work and dedication. The dedication that you show to the city, the school, and the students who will one day carry forward the lessons that you have taught them. My friends, change is in the air. And as it will not be easy to replace these individuals, in fact, I don't believe that we can replace them. We can only rest assured that other good individuals who believe in the city will be chosen to fill in. And together we will move forward. My friends, I'm here to speak to you today about a greater change that is impacting us. The city of Beverly teeters on the edge of change, a change that can be productive if we choose for it to be, or a change that is ushering in a great darkness. A couple of weeks ago, the paper reported that there were multiple drug overdoses throughout the area. Many of these victims are young people, young adults who have lost their way. And it started when they were younger children. We as a city, a community, and a society are being besieged by darkness that comes in the quiet of the night and the shadows of the day in places where we fail to look. And it comes from the very soul of our children, along with the future of our city and the hopes that we hold as parents, educators, and stewards of tomorrow. Our children, our future, are being lost to us in ways that we don't even see yet and we're failing to understand. I see so many children today, some of the toughest cases that the school system faces, children who do not have any direction whatsoever, no aim and purpose, no reason for life. They simply exist like free radicals, bumping into things, causing chaos because they have no real direction or reason. They do not see what and how they contribute to society. And truthfully, I can't expect them to see that because they're children and they simply don't understand that. They fail to understand what life really means and is about. As comes along every so often, it's time for us to decide the future of our children and our community. It is a choice that we must make to get involved, to make a difference or to watch as influences outside of our control take hold of our city. Whether it be drugs, gangs or otherwise, if we do not provide a positive foundation of activity, self-education, and hope for our children, our city will fall. The choice rests in our hands, as we are those who have been entrusted with ensuring a better tomorrow, and that tomorrow starts today. The influences that would destroy that tomorrow are here now. They're active. So we must be as well. I recently heard one of the teachers of Bristol Middle School, Mrs. Jordan, talk about how she was afraid for the future of not just our city, but our country. She looked around to the classroom full of students and she was troubled, relaying to them how many students today simply do not read anymore. 
and, and I thought to myself, it's funny. There was a time in history where reading was a privilege, a treasure that many races were denied. Even women were once denied the privileges of an education. To read was forbidden because in books you find ideas and ideals that can stir the soul, that can awaken you to a new way of not only seeing the world, but of how to take action on what you see. And books are dreams that can spark other dreams. Education has allowed many to come out of the caves, into the light, and from poverty to a life well lived. Today, many of our children are denying themselves that privilege, the opportunity for a better way of life, and failing to uphold their duty as citizens of a free country. You see, democracy, it cannot exist without an educated population who understand and act upon their role as members of a free society. If you want to take away democracy, take away books, take away reading, take away education. And this is happening today, not by force, but by decision. How many of you like me have been frustrated when your kids will play hours upon hours of video games, but will absolutely refuse to pick up a book? I myself, I'm an avid reader. I have my own personal library. I read every day because I understand what not having that privilege leads to. And I say it's a privilege because today we value our privileges more than our rights. So maybe we will once again as a society begin to value something as simple yet as fundamental to our survival as reading. When Mrs. Jordan asked her students why they felt reading was no longer important to them, many had mentioned electronics, ranging from video games to phones to texting. My, my own children don't think reading is cool and it definitely is not as fun to them as spending hours building some sort of fictional sports team on a video game. They sometimes will tell me to look at the replay of a video game play that they came up with. And I look at them somewhat confused and respond back. Anything you do in life, I'll do my best to be there to support you. But what happens in a video game does not concern me. What you do in real life, that does. That matters to me. I mean, think about it. Think about the hours of video games, the hours of television that our children watch. Who are the role models? The family guy? I mean, it may sound strange, but I learned much of my sense of character and morality from comic books and television when I was growing up. On television, characters on most shows from The Facts of Life to Full House, Cosby Show, and so on, left us with not only a moral message, but how things were supposed to work in a family. It was not always perfect, but there was a level of respect that kids were expected to have, punishments that they faced, and responsibilities that parents had to fulfill. Most television shows today are, are teaching our children to act without restraint, to show whatever they want, no, no matter how inappropriate. That it's cool not to care and to be rude. Today's role models are all about the drama and not about growing and learning, not about becoming, not about being better as a person and a family. Even those of us who manage to, to rip our children away from video games do so because we enroll them in some sort of sports or other program. Now, sport after sport or program after program. Now, don't get me wrong. I believe in sports and these other programs can be great lessons for life. If coached correctly, if taught correctly. But we all know that they usually aren't. And they can take up way too much time, time that would be better spent elsewhere. Myself included, we're often guilty of mistaking busy for productive. Just because you're busy does not grant you anything. 
Being busy doesn't mean that you've accomplished something that's been worthwhile. I can remember personally when my family was busy spending time together. There was no organized sport, just us outside playing, communicating, getting along with each other. There was no early morning push to get up as early as possible to attend the next sporting event, one of many for the day. <laughs> it's like we become obsessed with being able to say that we're busy, as if we accomplish something just by being busy. It's becoming an insanity that is much like a reality television show. Nothing but drama and pointless nonsense that we put ourselves through for what amounts to no reason at the end of the day. Now, don't get me wrong. Sports and these other activities are good. But when you have so many that you can't think straight, we have to stop and question what's going on here. What are we doing? Where are we going with this? Are we, are we busy just to be busy because we don't know what else to do with ourselves and our kids? Are we, are we being productive, trying to accomplish certain goals and objectives that are leading to growth and the development of our kids? Are we building character in our children, things that matter the most? I take you back to the starting principles of the promised land. Moral integrity, the foundation of all civilized life. It's who we are and what we stand for, the constitution of us. Character, how we present ourselves to the world, who we choose to be and why. Faith, the starting point of all success. Faith, my friends, moves mountains. Now, why is any of this important? Why does it matter? If we do not build a proper foundation for our children based upon moral integrity, character, and faith to start with, and then continuing on with self-education, at least to self-empowerment, they will never be able to meet the challenges of tomorrow. They'll lose all purpose and meaning for their lives and have no vision for the future which will lead to things like drug overdoses, the kids joining gangs, or just people who, would never, who we would never want our children to be. Our kids need a future that's worth living. They need to have the ability to handle the certain challenges they're sure to face. We need to fill them with what will empower and uplift them, fill their minds with empowering thoughts and images about who they are and what they can accomplish in life. And we need to do the same with ourselves as well. We need to spark the lights that will illuminate the world. How do we do this? It's all in the principles of the promised land. This is our blueprint for change, for sparking the light to eliminate the darkness that hides amongst us. The darkness that threatens our precious future, our city and our children. Outside of sports, we need to have a place where our children can go to unlock themselves, to explore and understand the wonders within them and realize the power that they have to make a difference. They have a power, they have a duty, they have a responsibility as citizens of a free society. We cannot, we must not let our freedom slip because we allow ourselves and our children to become ignorant. I know it's hard as parents, educators, and citizens. We are overwhelmed. It's not just up to us alone, it's up to us as a society, as a united humanity to together ensure that there will be a tomorrow and that tomorrow will be worth living. Let's take the time to catch these falling children and re-educate them to what matters most in life. Enough with the distractions of video games for hours on end. Enough of the immorality of improper television shows. Let's take back our children. Let's take back our future. Let's take back our city. Join me next time for a show that you won't want to miss. Now, please feel free to get in contact with me at my email at dominic.copeland at hotmail.com. 
Again, that's dominic.copeland at hotmail.com. It's going to be up for the screen, up on the screen for you also at the end, so look for it. My friends, it's time to rise. Until next time, God bless, continue to believe, and keep the faith. Let's go, my friends. Let's go.